Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 86. And today we are talking about monitoring and verification. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hey, hello, my friends, and welcome to another awesome episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. We've got so much to cover today, um, as we do in every podcast that I do. <laughs> we don't waste time around here. And it's super funny because I am doing some work with my own coach, and I um, I had a... Uh, I had a whole realization this morning about a 40 hour work week, you know, and I think it's, I'm just going to like go on to this side note at the top of the, at the top of the podcast, because I think it's really incredibly important. There's so much of us um, where we think as entrepreneurs, as founders, that we create value by doing work. Okay. And I want to really emphasize to you that that's never going to be true. You're never going to create value by just doing work. You and this, there's like, I mean, this is totally crazy to talk about on a podcast about food safety, but I think everybody can relate. I have kids, right? I have a 12, I have three kids, but my oldest kid is 12. And one of his jobs is cleaning the bathrooms because I refuse to be the mom that is still cleaning up after her like double digit age boys. Not gonna happen. Not on my watch, my friend. <laughs> okay. And so the 12 year old is in charge of cleaning the bathrooms that he uses and he's not allowed to use mine. Um, and so anyway, he is, he's been insisting he's cleaned the bathroom, but mom, I worked on it. And I'm like, Okay, I'm so glad that you worked on it and you cleaned the floor. Totally get that. You didn't clean the toilet. We work to results. So if you are doing work and they are not creating results, what are you doing the work for? And this, I think, really ties to the ninety hour, the the ninety hour work week, the um, the forty hour work week. Okay, because I think a lot of us, especially in production agriculture, feel like we have to do all the work all of the time. Okay. I have done production agriculture. I get it. All right. But I think that there are ways that if you are creating your business to build freedom and opportunity for yourself and your family, don't give yourself a job. Okay. And just say, well, if I do all of this work, then that'll create results. That's never how it works. It's your mind. It's 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 all of your thoughts that create your results. And you need to like get into the mindset that you need to constrain. Uh, most of y'all are doing way too much in your businesses. And I see you doing this. And I see you wasting so much time. Um, okay. And then what happens is, is when you're a founder, when you're the entrepreneur, when you're the CEO, when you're wasting all of that time, you create a huge culture of wasting time with your people. And if like, for example, you guys are in USDA production, that time is literally money. You have to pay your USDA for overtime, right? Now, not all of you are in that situation. And if you're not in that situation, then clearly not talking to you. But 
I think that there are so many of you that spend your time spinning your wheels out and, and creating those, creating a lot of work instead of facing your not that complex negative emotions, right? If you find yourself telling stories and being in drama, the simplest and fastest way to bring you back on track is to ask yourself what negative emotion am I avoiding by being in this drama? Okay, totally human, okay? You're, and it's a learned and learnable skill to like bring yourself back to your intention, bring yourself back to your schedule, bring yourself back to doing what it is that you said you would do. And this gets me into like a lot of the stuff that we're, you know, we're, we're covering monitoring and verification today, but this has everything to do with monitoring and verification. And I want to emphasize that the reason I am out there coaching, because I have gotten this question like so many times in the past week, you know, because I like sell the locker. Okay. I promise you, you can't put floors, walls, and ceilings in place without getting your mind square, okay? So whether you wanna to talk to me about the possibilities of the locker, I have an ant crawling on my camera and I'm going to laugh if he crawls across the lens. So you guys may be having visitors during, um, during the podcast today. <laughs> so, you know, so we have this locker, okay? We do slaughter, we do processing, we do charcuterie production. Like all of this stuff is possible literally in 12 weeks. But I tell people that and they freak out, Ugh. okay? Because then all of a sudden, if that's possible in 12 weeks, I guarantee you, you have to get your mind square. And that's the entire point. The entire point of the locker is to create possibility out there in local food production and get all of your excuses out of the way, yeah? but people like their excuses, <laughs> right? <laughs> they love them. They love the like zoning won't let me do it or I can't figure out the septic. All of that stuff is figure outable. The question is, is are you gonna manage your mind to figure it out? Which is of course where the 5K product comes in. 5K, 90 days, let's figure it out. And you get half of that back if you buy a locker anyway. So it's like, it's really $2,500 guys. It's crazy for the amount of mindset management that you will get in a quarter. I mean, what have you done in the last quarter? And what could you have done if you really managed your mind, okay? And we go through like not only all of the stuff that I do in the power group. So it's the leadership stuff. It's all the standard operating procedures and, and explanations and teaching that I offer. You get access to 12 months of that, even if you sign up for 90 days, right? You get, and your whole team gets access to that, by the way, you get, um, all the, you know, like I'm working on the workbooks and we're talking about living your purpose. We're talking about selling. Um, in June, we are, I just did the, so I have the June workbook right here. So you get this fun little workbook. And in June, it's really awesome. It's about getting, um, it's really about creating results. So results in the now and after process. Who are you right now and who are you going to be? And what would it look like if you worked with me for the next 90 days to create results? Because June is creating results, July and August is selling. What would your life look like if you could declare success as making, I don't know, $25,000 a month in your business and paying yourself 
Those are results, guys. And that, think of the freedom and opportunity that would come if you had that level of income. And let's just talk about it. Okay, so I want you to like book a consult call. Uh, all right, there are links and everything all over. If you need help, just DM me. I'm on Facebook rather more than I should be. Okay, and that's what like, but that's the possibility, right? And it all stems from constraining and making decisions. And that's what we're here to help you do. Monitoring verification is all about decision-making ahead of time and making sure you did what you said you were gonna do, uh, okay? And so there's every reason in the world for you to get your mind square so that you don't have to think about your HACCP plan. I mean, the, the people who I work with that are the most successful about the HACCP plan, just follow it with no drama, no drama whatsoever. And when your mind is not in drama about your compliance, you know what your mind can go do? It can build wealth and it can build community. And when you take compliance and wealth and community all together, you create freedom and, freedom and opportunity and, and there's no stopping you. What? And what would your community look like if there was no stopping you? What would your community look like if you were an example of what was possible through a local food business? That would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. And I want that so badly for you. I want that so badly for you that my 5K product comes with a money back guarantee. Like I will take 100% responsibility for your results. <laughs> Who else offers that? Nobody. <laughs> So book a call, people. Let's talk about the locker. Let's talk about mindset coaching because like now is the time to go all in. We have a window of opportunity right now for local food to completely reinvent the food infrastructure and the possibilities of feeding ourselves and feeding our communities and really growing our own prosperity uh, through local food. And I really want you guys to like understand that and be in that purpose. I have a whole cadre of people that are ready, willing, and able to help you with that. Okay. So go think about that and just book a call guys. I promise judgment-free zone, wherever you are, it's the perfect place for you to be. So, okay. All right. So now with that, I want to talk about monitoring and verification. So the podcast, as you've noticed, we've been doing interviews. I've been having so much fun doing the interviews. I have lots of good interviews coming up. All right. So we've been doing interviews. We've been, um, and then I've been interspersing like lots of different kinds of work. And since I thought this was going to go way faster than it, than it was, but I ended up because of coronavirus, like putting in some extra different kinds of podcasts. But um, I have been going over the 12 steps of HACCP. So if you go all the way back to the podcast at the beginning, I think I was in the middle of November, the beginning of December, I started with step one of HACCP, which is form your team. And remember, food safety is a team sport, <laughs> right? Let me be on your team, guys. It'll go way, way easier. Um, and now we're getting, we're kind of getting towards the end of like the HACCP process and the HACCP planning. And, and today we're talking about monitoring and verification. And I'm going to set the stage for you and we're going to talk about where monitoring and verification fits in, in the world of HACCP. Um, okay. What results monitoring and verification are supposed to give us? Then we're going to talk about the mindset stuff because you have to manage your mind, all right? The proofing box concept is the idea that we declare our results in the world, we manage our minds around it, 
and then we can figure out any how. All right. And so as we go, as we go into this, that's what we are going to talk about. All right. So first of all, what is monitoring and what is verification within the construct of HACCP? Okay. So monitoring monitoring and verification is really pretty, I mean, you know, like it's really, really pretty simple. You know, monitoring is a, I think, I mean, it's like, um, it's, I'm going to read you the definition. And, and this is from um, the, uh, NACMCF, um, which is the National Association for the Microbiological Criteria in Foods. And these are the people who set the HACCP planning process for the United States, which in effect means they set the HACCP planning process for the Codex Alimentarius, which is the international governing body around HACCP. Okay. So critical limit monitoring is a planned, planned sequence of observations or measurements to assess whether a critical control point is under control and to produce an accurate record for future use and verification. Okay, so let's go through what each one of those words like means in the broader context of HACCP and your business. So plant, I wanna hone in on plant. I started this podcast by talking about doing a 40 hour work week. In order to do a 40 hour work week, you've gotta make a lot of decisions ahead of time. When you make decisions ahead of time, you use your highest order thinking and you are most likely to create results. If you are not reacting to things, when you are in reaction, you're like using your lower order thinking. And for many things, it's totally fine, okay? But when you're planning your business, it's really not. It's really not. You are not creating value for your customers when you are just reacting and reacting and reacting. So instead, what monitoring is in the HACCP planning process is setting out what exactly you're going to do to know that you're meeting your critical limit. You are going to plan on what records you're gonna keep in what order so you know you met your critical limit. That's it, okay? It's really not that complicated. So a planned sequence, a set of steps that you've decided beforehand that you are going to execute the right way every single time. You are legally required to monitor and verify critical control points. Okay, if you are in preventive controls planning and you have preventive controls, it's the same thing. Okay, it is almost, it's a, it's a planned sequence of observations to assess whether a preventive control is under control and then produce accurate records that it is under control. All right. So plan sequence and records creation. All right. These two things go hand in hand because if you didn't write it down, it did not happen. Now we're going to have a whole separate podcast. I may have already done a podcast on record keeping because it's so stinking important, but your monitoring must be, there must be a couple of things, okay? It has to be in real time, okay? So there is no writing your pH down on a post-it note or God forbid, writing it down on your hand, 
right? And for those of you watching me live, you can see me doing pantomiming that. Do not do that. Don't write it on, don't write it on a random piece of paper. Don't write, I've seen this. Do not write it on a paper towel, guys. That is not how we do things. <laughs> You've got to put it on the actual records. It must be in real time. All monitoring must be dated. It must be initialed, okay? Those are, those are legal requirements under both preventive controls and under FSIS and under fisheries HACCP, guys, because you are also mandatory HACCP, all right? Some examples of things that you are going to monitor. Temperature, very popular to monitor temperature. Very popular to monitor pH humidity <laughs> okay um you can monitor all sorts of things the example i use in the HACCP class that i teach is um monitoring for um uh physical hazards so we have you know physics so this was in a juice plant that a that a colleague of mine was doing and they had a critical limit of having a screen in the flow of the juice as it was going from one tank to another to screen out physical hazards like pits and that sort of thing. And they were having this huge physical hazards problem and all of their paperwork was pristine. And so my colleague went in there and it took him five minutes to solve this problem because the critical limit was the screen was in place. The critical limit wasn't the screen is in place and functioning because the screen had a hole in it, okay? So if the monitoring had been done correctly, they would have caught that. So for a screen, the monitoring is observe, directly observe, it, and sometimes, like, I'm not kidding, sometimes FSIS can be, like, that um, precise about it. Let's use that word. Directly observe screen is intact, is your monitoring, and you're gonna directly observe that every four hours, okay? So that's your plan, and your sequence is every four hours. All right, so I hope that I hope that makes sense. It Don't make this more complicated than it needs to be. And then the other thing to be really aware of, especially when you're thinking about something like a screen, is you have to make sure that your monitoring doesn't introduce another hazard. So if you're taking a temperature probe and you're checking to see whether the hams are done, that temperature probe better be clean. All right, so it's you've got to you got to think about those sorts of things because it's really. Um, it's really important that you, and that's why we decide ahead of time, okay? Because in the moment, you know what your worker is gonna do? They're gonna grab the thermometer. And it's human nature, you're just gonna grab it. And there, and we wanna be able to assume that the thermometer is accuracy checked, that it's clean, that it's all that. But in order for that to happen, you have to make all those decisions ahead of time. And that is what your standard operating procedures are, okay? And so then, now that we have defined what monitoring is, let's talk a minute about verification because the two go, I'm presenting them together because they go hand in hand, right? So verification comes from the Latin root veritas, which means to tell the truth. It is as simple as answering the question, did you do what you said you were gonna do? Now, there are uh, legal requirements around that. Under preventive controls planning, you have to have that done within seven days of the record being created. And what verification, like, I mean, it's really pretty simple. What it looks like is, is you go, there are only a couple of kinds of verification, right? There's 
you got to go and and records review. So you pick up your records within seven days of them being created if you're under preventive controls. I really recommend you do it more like sooner than that because you might miss seven days a long time, guys. <laughs> so, you know, this is like an end of the day or beginning of the next day, definitely before your beginning of your next production planning meeting. Okay, so you're going to do records review. Okay, you're going to do uh, verification is also accuracy checking. So all those thermometers, they got to get accuracy checked. If you're unsure what accuracy check is, like bring that to bring that to office hours and questions and things like that. Okay, um, you are going to do direct observations. That's a verification activity. That's incredibly important under USDA and very important for everybody else. All right, and then finally, and there's some disagreement as to whether or not this is verification, but testing um, testing your food and getting samples on your food for all the things that you get samples on, you know, chemical hazards and, and microbial hazards that you might be concerned of. That is also a verification step. All of those things have to be planned out ahead of time. So even in your verification, you have to do planned sequences of verification, but a planned sequence is a standard operating procedure, guys. It's really not that complicated. You just decide what you're gonna do and you stop deciding and then you just go do it. That's all, that's all you gotta do. And, and, and then, like that really truly is the how and i give you the how because i know everybody wants the how first so that's the how but i know most of you don't do it that way okay and so let's talk about from a proofing box paradigm what the hell results are we going after in the big picture we're going after safe food that delivers value to the customer we are creating a successful business if you are running a HACCP or preventive controls plan and you are not doing monitoring and verification, you are not delivering value to your customer. Because remember, your minimum viable product is your food wrapped in an envelope of government regulations, wrapped in an envelope of customer expectations. That is your minimum viable product. It is imperative that you utilize your monitoring, which is by and large gonna be in that second envelope, to deliver customer value. All right, you have to be able to you have to be able to do that. And that's how you get yourself to the mindset of well, I can like my if I'm looking for a result of a functioning monitoring and verification system and thus therefore a functioning HACCP system and being in compliance with the law, right? How do you get to think about that? Because so many of you are like, oh my God, I have to do my, you know, like I have to do my record keeping. I have to, I have to, I have to. And there's this incredibly negative energy. And it's so easy because the prevailing zeitgeist out there about HACCP is that it's a pain in the ass. I don't think HACCP is a pain in the ass. And I guarantee you as a consumer of your food, I don't think HACCP is a pain in the ass. I think that it is a way, like I have a completely different view of HACCP than everybody else. And I have run HACCP plans. But HACCP in my mind is a way of doing efficient production. And so when we ask the mindset questions of how does monitoring and verification produce wealth, it reduces waste. Missing a monitoring, guys, is the same thing as missing the critical limit entirely. Uh, and when you miss your critical limit, like, 
that's wicked expensive. You either have to recall it, you have to throw it out, you have to do both. You have to spend the time, money, and energy to go back and figure out whether you actually controlled for your pathogens or whatever it is that you're controlling for. Kids, that's hugely expensive. What's the possibility of doing your like monitoring and verification where that doesn't happen? That would be amazing, right? So doing monitoring and verification is a wealth creation plan by virtue of the fact that you drive waste out of the system, okay? And that's amazing. So then the next question is, is how does monitoring and verification create community and credibility with stakeholders? Well, let's take that last one first. How does it create credibility with stakeholders? I assure you, you will gain credibility in the eyes of your USDA inspector if you follow the law. They're very big on that, <laughs> right? And so, but imagine if it, imagine if you approached your USDA inspector as a stakeholder in your facility, as your FDA inspector, as a stakeholder in your facility, and somebody with whom you get the privilege of creating trust and credibility and connection with. Like that is a radically different view than most people take, uh, okay? But you know what that view allows me? It allows me to come up with plans about how my um, my board, like I work with, I work with all of these guys. I'm, I'm on a board with the National Association of Federal Veterinarians, right? Those are the veterinarians that are like in your facilities. And when I am building trust and credibility with them, we get to do amazing things together. And that in turn allows me to bring more value to you. Because when your stakeholders really feel like they have trust and credibility in your process, it radically alters your production floor and everybody works better and more efficiently. And you actually build community. Your veterinarians, your USDA inspectors are in your community. They are out there. And if there's anything that coronavirus is telling us, it is how vitally important understanding who all your stakeholders are is. Because the small plants that I work with and the small plants that I'm connected to that treat their USDA employees like they're real human beings and treat their regular employees like real human beings, they're not shut down. Uh, and I don't think that that can be said from ev for everybody. I know that can't be said for everybody, uh, right? And so that trust and credibility and connection with your stakeholders is incredibly important. And you can really use your monitoring and verification and your mindset around how much value this brings to your stakeholders as a way to transform your business. Every thought that you have can be transformative to your business if you allow it to be. Um, okay, and then, so the next question, so we've talked about wealth, we've talked about community, and so now let's just talk compliance. Monitoring and verification are legally required in USDA preventive controls and fisheries HACCP. The end, do it correctly and you will be in compliance. Okay, like if that, I mean, like that's really probably the easiest part of it. And when you get the whole picture of wealth and community and compliance, then all of a sudden you can be in freedom and opportunity around something as, as, as prosaic as monitoring and verification. And it makes it all a lot more fun, uh, right? It makes it all a lot more fun. It makes you way more able to tolerate 
the fear and the discomfort and the failure and the boredom guys. I'm not going to lie. I do a lot of direct observations. I, Folks, I teach people how to stand still on production floors and not do anything for five minutes. Um, I assure you that requires toleration of boredom. Verification activities requires a very high tolerance for boredom, guys. <laughs> and if you really want to learn how to tolerate boredom, start meditating. Vipassana meditations, learn to tolerate boredom. But when you come from the possibility that on the other side of that boredom is a super compliant system that builds wealth, it builds credibility in your community, like, dude, all of a sudden it's a hell of a lot less boring and the boring doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. You just do the work anyway and you do it much faster and you'll do it much better. Okay. And that's amazing. That's real leadership. Like when you manage your mind around something so prosaic as monitoring and verification and these passive tasks, you recognize that what you do is you manage the process, but you lead the people. Okay. And when you're in a position of leading people to be in their possibility to do things to the very best of their ability, that's fun. That's totally fun. It's what I get to do all day. And that's amazing and fun. And that's the kind of possibility that I want you guys to have when you do monitoring and verification. So that's what we got for the podcast today. I am going to hop on and answer questions uh, for office hours. And if you are not part of the proofing box, pop it into your search page uh, on Facebook and come join us over on the proofing box. And I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Be sure to join us in the proofing box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.